for our Good Friday uh, meditation tonight. I want to zoom in just for a moment on this incredible conversation that we just read between Jesus and Pontius Pilate. I think it was our third lesson. It's John 18, verses 28 through 38. And it's really important. In fact, John is trying to tell us that it's really important. John, in his gospel, gives more attention to this encounter than all the other three gospels combined. He's trying to tell us this is something really important. And I think this is really consistent with John's overall interest in the, that he shows in the gospel that bears his name and in the other work that we've been studying, the book of Revelation. And that concern to John is how Christ relates to the world. How the kingdom of God relates to the kingdom of man. How the power of the gospel relates to the powers of the secular age. That's what that conversation is about. In that conversation, Pontius Pilate is the representative of the kingdoms of this world. And Jesus Christ, the representative of the kingdom of God. Now first, let's remember how Pilate even came to be a part of this story. As you may know, he was the Roman governor over the region of Judea. And he had to be on duty in Jerusalem this particular weekend. It was the Passover feast of the Jews. And he had to be present because there would be so many people in the city and because this might be a prime opportunity for an insurrection. After all, what is the story of the Passover about? It's the story of the deliverance of the Jews from their powerful oppressors once upon a time. So therefore, Pilate is on site as a, as a visual representative of the power of Rome, as if to say to the Jews, don't get any ideas. On this particular Passover is when this ordeal with Jesus of Nazareth reaches its climax. The Jewish religious leaders have had enough of Jesus. They have him arrested. They condemn him before the Jewish council on the charges of blasphemy which by Jewish law means the death penalty. But because the Jews are under Roman occupation and rule, they cannot carry out capital punishment themselves. And for this, they must go to the Romans. Therefore, they hurry Jesus over to appear before Pontius Pilate. Now, the Jews were certainly hoping that Pilate would just sign off on this execution without any questions, without any trouble. They say to Pilate, listen, if this man were not doing evil, we would not have delivered him over to you. In other words, we wouldn't even be here if he didn't do something really bad. So just trust us. Sign the death warrant. But Pilate determines to examine Jesus himself. And so he brings him inside his quarters, and that's where this powerful conversation takes place. Pilate's first question for Jesus is a strong one. Are you the king of the Jews? Are you the king of the Jews? You see, Pilate cares very little whether Jesus is guilty of a religious crime. He's not interested in the allegations of blasphemy against the Jewish God. He only cares whether Jesus is a threat to him, whether he's a threat to Rome whether he's worthy of Pilate executing him. You see, his concern is not religious, it's political. Are you a king? 
And Jesus answers, do you want to know for yourself? Or just because that's what they want you to ask me? In other words, are you personally interested in this answer? Do you want to become a follower of me? And to this notion, Pilate reacts strongly. He says, am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you over to me. What have you done? In other words, your own people don't even want to follow you. Why would I? Just tell me what you did so we can get on with this trial and resolve this matter quickly. But notice, Jesus doesn't answer that question of what he did wrong. Instead, he goes back and answers the first question about whether he is a king. Listen, he says, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting that I might not be delivered over to the Jews. But my kingdom is not from the world. Then Pilate says to him, so you are a king. And Jesus answered, you say that I am a king. Jesus means this. Pilate, I am a king, but not in the way that you define it. I have a kingdom, but it is unlike any kingdom of this world. Because my kingdom is not from here. Now no, it has come here. Because I have come here. But it does not originate from here. And therefore it operates off of completely different rules. Jesus continues. For this purpose I was born. And for this purpose I have come into the world. To bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. And Pilate said to him. What is truth? Friends, we should not imagine that this is an honest question. As if Pilate was saying, yes, please do tell me what is the truth. I've been looking for this my entire life. Please tell me. No, this is a cynical, this is a skeptical scoff. Truth? Truth? You want to talk about the truth? What even is truth? And friends, I think this is the very crux of the difference between Pilate and between Jesus. Between the kingdom of God and between the kingdom of man. Because for Pilate, truth is power. Truth is power. Truth is whatever Rome says is true. Truth is whatever Rome decides to do. Truth is whatever Pilate decides to do with Jesus. See, truth is about power. It's about might. Truth is power in the service of self. In fact, in the next chapter, Pilate will say to Jesus, do you not know that I have authority to release you and authority to crucify you? And Jesus will answer him, you would have no authority over me unless it had been given to you from above. You see what Jesus is doing? He's exploding Pilate's worldview. Because for Jesus, there is a higher power. There is a higher authority from a higher kingdom that is really in charge. And in this, Jesus is revealing how the true kingdom is at work. You see, Pilate thinks he knows the truth. He thinks he has the power and authority to do whatever he wants with Jesus. But Jesus says, all you have the power to do is to execute the will of my Father in heaven. You see, for Pilate, truth 
is power revealed by Rome. For Christians, truth is a person revealed in Jesus Christ. This is the reason Jesus said he was born, to bear witness to the truth. And that truth is about the kingdom of God. The truth is a person. Jesus is the truth. See why this is so important. See, for Pilate, truth is whatever Caesar says. For Christians, it's whatever Jesus says. For Pilate, truth is about self-serving might. For Christians, truth is about self-sacrificing love. For Pilate, all things are under Caesar's control, and we have to protect ourselves from our enemies. For Christians, all things are under God's control. And therefore, we are free to lay down our lives, even for our enemies. Brothers and sisters, what you have before you tonight are two kingdoms, two visions of truth, two visions of power, and you have to decide which is the way that you're going to follow. Is it the way of Pilate or the way of Christ or the way of the cross? Jesus came to reveal the truth about the kingdom of God. And at every turn, every turn, his kingdom is so different than the kingdom of this world. See, in the kingdom of God, strength is weakness. Wisdom is the folly of the cross. Being first is being last. Being great is being a servant. Being rich is being poor. Being full is emptying yourself. And death is life. See, all the powers in the world, both Jewish and Roman, are convinced that death will be the, the power that squelches the Jesus movement. But in the kingdom of God, it becomes the very act that one, com one commentator says enthrones Jesus in the hearts of human beings in a way that no other worldly success, triumph, or coronation could ever match in significance or power. Why? Because it's the power of self-sacrificial love. That is the fuel that the kingdom of God runs on. The self-sacrificial love revealed in Jesus Christ. One of my favorite books on the story of Good Friday is a book called Death on a Friday Afternoon by Richard John Newhouse. My favorite quote from this book, it's always been my favorite quote, but now it's even more my favorite quote because I got to experience this exact quote a few weeks ago when Olivia and I were in New York City on a trip. Listen to what Newhouse says. He says, St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York is directly across from Rockefeller Center. And at the entrance to Rockefeller Center is the great sculpture of Atlas holding up the world. On Good Friday, the doors of the cathedral are opened and you can see the great cross from the street. Turn in one direction and there is the mythical Atlas holding up the world. Turn in the other and there is the one broken by the world. Which image speaks the truth? Is the world upheld by our godlike strength or by the crucified love of God? Upon that decision, everything, simply everything, turns. 
You see, friends, this, we started this conversation tonight with Jesus on trial before Pilate. But it ends with Pilate and every one of us on trial before God. With this question before us, is the world upheld by our God-like strength or by the crucified love of God? Upon that decision, everything in your life turns. About what kind of friends, what kind of spouse, what kind of parents, what kind of employee, what kind of neighbor, what kind of citizen you will be. Everything turns on that decision. So what is truth? Pilate wants to know. Truth is the crucified love of God. It is the power of the hidden power that has transformed the world. It has healed broken lives. It has animated a people with hope. Because it's the kind of power that turns the worst thing that humanity ever did into the best thing that ever happened in the history of the world. Because it turns something so bad into a day that we call good. Good Friday. Amen. Let me pray for us. Oh, Lord Jesus Christ, we look upon you. We come and see the one who's been mangled and crucified for us. The one who has all power in the world. Who, who the one who at any moment could have called down a legion of angels. Who at any moment could have taken up the sword. Lord, you are showing us that is not the way. That's the way of Pilate. That's the way of Rome. That's the way of the kingdoms of this world. That is not the way of the Christ. And so, Lord, as we see you, as we see true power, true love on display, I pray it would transform us. And Lord, we would operate in this world the way you did, laying down our lives for the sake of others. Lord, if crucified, if the crucified love of God is what holds up this world, Lord, may it be what holds up our lives. And we ask this all in the name of Jesus. Amen.